Welcome back to USA Wealth Group's Money Wise Radio Show on this Sunday morning with Ray Lance. And Ray, a very interesting first half of the show. Well, thank you, Phil. Uh, we're talking with attorney Michael Coleman and attorney Tenny Lance this morning. We're talking about elder fraud and senior fraud and how to protect your family. Tenny, this is a little bit different question, but what do you do if you have a senior in the family who really shouldn't be driving? I remember a case a number of years back when, in a beautiful sunny day in broad daylight, a gentleman who probably shouldn't have been driving went down the street and hit six cars, just sideswiped them all. Um, what happens in that situation? Have you seen that in your practice before? I haven't necessarily seen um, an elder who has hit six cars. But probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is a very difficult thing. Um, I heard recently of a client who had gone in to renew their license, and they were older people, uh, an older person, and the, the registry person was prompting them as to what the letters were that they were supposed to be able to see on the screen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We should get that person's name. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't ask. Send all your senior but, clients there. <laughs> but, gosh, it is uh, reasonably easy to continue to renew your license. So the responsibility, I guess, rests with the family to try to make a determination of when to uh, either take away the keys or make up some story about the car not working anymore. Or I recall that one thing that we did with your poor mom was that we took the car to the repair shop, and golly, it just stayed there for a long time, like forever. Well, some <laughs> people have dementia, some people have physical issues, and some right. people shouldn't be driving. And it really is a safety concern. It's, it's not only the safety of the driver, but it's also the safety of the public. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times during the course of the year do you see something on television where somebody has backed into a store because they hit the brake and right. put it in reverse instead of in forward and went flying into a beauty sh- store or mm-hmm. convenience store or something like that? Well, it really is a serious problem, and I've heard various solutions. Um, some people will go to their local police station and have the police uh, go to the house of the elder and say that, they uh, need to have their license because they have uh, heard that they are not in good condition to be driving. Other people will do the little tricky thing that uh, we talked about. Um, it's, it's not usual that the elder is going to give up their license voluntarily. They think of that as their sole remaining source of independence. Sure. And, mm-hmm. and they don't want to not drive. They need to go to the grocery store and the doctor. Um, There certainly are ways that people can encourage the elderly to do the right thing. They can find uh, ride mechanisms um, through the councils on aging or through Coastline Elderly or whatever to get their elder picked up for the uh, various trips that they have to make. They uh, They can attempt to get cooperation from the Registry of Motor Vehicles, but that's usually less less likely. The police is more likely. Mm. I've seen situations recently when um, perhaps a, a somebody who's fairly advanced uh, in age and they're also having some uh, issues with competency and dementia, possibly even a little bit, and they just simply shouldn't be handling their finances any longer. And they can become victim to charities, for example, that continue to, to accept money or property from them. 
uh, who sometimes really ought to be on guard and alert to that kind of a situation, but they're not. But have you had situations when you've had to have a, a family conference, for example, and sit down with a, let's say it's a mother and her children and say, maybe it's better if somebody else manages the finances for you? Have you seen that situation at all? Oh, we certainly do. Uh, we t- attempt not to get into that situation with our clients because our role is to counsel them on uh, estate matters, not on whether or not they should be handling their finances. But mm-hmm. we recommend that the family contact groups like Family Services, Coastline Elderly, Bristol County Elders, and so forth, because they are very good and very competent at having um uh, people interjected into the family situation to make some uh, evaluations of whether that person should be uh, handling their affairs, handling their own health, or whatever. And I suppose sometimes it might even be a relief for the senior person who has recognized that they don't quite have the ability, and they might even be relieved that somebody's taken over that responsibility. Sometimes, yes. Um, I, I've seen this uh, also in the context of working with somebody's financial matters, and I have sometimes specifically said, why don't we get the whole family together and talk about it? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's an easier decision when that happens because it's not just one daughter ganging up against the mother or one son ganging up against the mother. It's all the family saying, this would be a better situation for everybody. We're concerned about your safety and your protection. It's certainly a very difficult situation when the family is all away, uh, not close to where the elder lives, and they can perceive things by telephone conversations or occasional visits, but they're not there every day to be able to help. Um, That's when some of these other agencies really need to come into play and be contacted on behalf of the elder. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of material that's available out there, and I have some wonderful reports that I would be happy to provide if anybody is interested. So if you have someone in your family that you're concerned about, you don't quite know what direction to take, uh, there's a very good organization called Home Instead, and they put something together called um, a Senior Fraud Protection Kit. It's a great article. And it even has checklists. It's a very detailed uh, publication. It's about 20 pages long, I guess. And it's very harmful to a senior who might be defrauded. Uh, their self-esteem is impacted. They're, they they feel stupid. They feel degraded. It has an emotional impact on them. They might not be able to recover financially. So if you're a child and your parent is at a distant location or even local, you need to think about, Asking questions, just because it's your parent and they've already made the, their own financial decisions, it doesn't hurt to start to get involved in their affairs and ask them questions. And, you know, sometimes parents are concerned that the child is trying to take money away from them. Right. But, in fact, they're trying to protect it mm-hmm. for the senior parent. But it can definitely have a major impact on the quality of life for the senior. So this document that I just mentioned, for example, has things which will indicate whether somebody could be uh, in a place where they could be taken advantage of somebody by somebody criminally, for example. Do they live alone? Uh, do they have long periods of time alone? Do they have a landline phone or not? Uh, sometimes a landline phone is better for the senior. Uh, do they have many visitors or few visitors? 
Sometimes they're more protected if they live in a community environment, like senior housing or assisted living or something of that nature. Um, do you have a parent who likes to order a lot of things online? Uh, that's a warning sign that you could be taken advantage of. Do you have? Does a senior have veteran stickers on their house, on their door, on their car? Uh, they can be subject to a scam because somebody says, gee, this is a person I could approach to make other kinds of contributions. So even though you think it's nice to be carrying those kinds of stickers, it could right. make you a target as well. Um, just many, many items on a checklist. And there's ways to scam-proof your senior parent, for example, or your spouse. Have a shredder. Keep a shredder in your house. Don't put anything in the trash that has your personal information on it. Um, do a check with the Better Business Bureau before you do business with somebody. Um, use a do not call registry so you don't get a lot of phony calls coming in at night. There are laws now that can protect people against uh, calls. If somebody is thinking about giving money to a charity, uh, make sure the charity is on the state attorney general list. That's easy enough to check. Uh, you have approved charities, then you have some that are not approved charities. So technology has a long learning curve, but there are so many ways that you can protect a parent, a spouse, and so forth. I've seen situations in the past in which one spouse had an alcohol problem. And so the other spouse, let's say it was the husband, took away all the alcohol out of the house. Uh, and then the wife at home wasn't able to drive, but then she could order liquor from stores and have it delivered. And I mean, there's just so many things you have to watch out for. But you have to take some action. So I'm happy to provide these checklists. And as a reminder, we have a lot of information available on our retirement income planning and ways to make sure your money's going to last. We also have a very important publication called uh, Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security. Now, Tenny and Mike, I know that when you're doing your seminars coming up, you're going to be talking about things different than what we're talking about today. You're going to be talking about the kind of documents that ought to be in place. And I guess that's just as important to protecting a senior person because... If it's your parent and they can't handle their own affairs, then you want to make sure that they've got documents in place so that somebody can take care of them, like the durable power of attorney that we've talked about in the past. Exactly. Um, I've, I've mentioned this before on the air, that one of the reasons why I really like what I'm doing is that I think that we are helping people to protect themselves, to uh, guard against some of these problems that might arise, and helping their families retain whatever uh, assets may be available to them. Um, I, I think we do a good service. Let's assume somebody has a durable power of attorney in place and all the other appropriate documents that they should have. Will those documents then help protect somebody against maybe not having to go to an, um, uh, a, go through a guardianship, let's say, or a conservatorship? Here's what I'm thinking about. Um, I'm thinking about how difficult is it to have a conversation with a senior parent saying you shouldn't be driving any longer? How difficult is it to say to a senior parent, you really shouldn't be handling your finances, uh, you know, trust me, and I'd be happy to write all your checks and pay your bills for you to make sure that, you know, you're not getting taken by somebody. But how much more difficult is it to find that point when Maybe somebody needs to have a conservator or a guardian appointed for them for their own safety. 
What, what's the process like for going through conservatorship or guardianship, Tenny? When well, should somebody recognize the signs? Um, the signs are when a physician will state in writing that the person is no longer able to take care of either their body or their uh, financial affairs. And the guardianship is a court process to have somebody appointed to take care of that person's body. It's a very cumbersome process. It's, um, it's an alignment of the physician's statement with the court hearing date. It all has to come together at the right time, difficult to do, and it's a public process. And essentially the person uh, gives up the right to control his own body and somebody else is appointed for that. Often necessary, though, if they refuse to take medicines or take care of themselves in some other kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. Similarly, you say conservatorships. I always call it a conservatorship. I don't, I don't know which is the proper pronunciation anyway. You can say potato. I'll say potato. That's right. Tomato, to- <laughs> tomato. Um, in any case, it's, um, it's a process whereby somebody needs to get appointed to take care of somebody's resources. Um, Again, a difficult process, a court process, and all of this can be avoided if people will simply put in place durable powers of attorney for property and health care proxies. Okay. And it, it must be really hard because I guess if a person is still functioning on their own, they have some mental faculties and mental abilities. But if they should also be under a conservatorship or a guardianship, uh, it must be really hard to confront the parent or the person with that information and that recommendation. Yes, and probably in particular because the um, population that is now known as elderly, anybody essentially over 65, have been the type of people, uh, as we said before, Tom Brokaw discussed, described as the greatest Americans, but they are also the people who... Greatest generation. Greatest generation. Um, They're also the people who have always supported themselves, worked hard, kept things uh, quiet and private, and have not wanted to have their affairs known by everybody under the sun. It's very difficult to convince that kind of person that it's best to disclose everything to their family. They just kind of close up and don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. So, Mike, I guess my takeaway on what Tenny has just been saying is that if that senior person had actually executed durable powers of attorney in similar documents, then maybe the family wouldn't be faced with having to go through this conservatorship because you would have documents that would help take care of them. Exactly. Those. That's what those documents are for, really, to okay. avoid those processes. All right. Um, they name agents, and the agents would be the ones responsible for taking care of either your resources or your health care decisions. So, yes, if you have those documents in place, um, that's, a good, that's a good place to start. All right. Well, I wanted to sort of press home that point because I, I, I we think that one of the most absolutely difficult things to do would be to have a conversation with a senior parent saying, we're going to apply for guardianship for you, Mom. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be highly embarrassing to the person if they still could feel embarrassment and so forth. But all of that could be avoided with documents being done up front. You know, no matter what we do sometimes to help ourselves and help each other, um, help our parents, there are situations in which 
fraud does take place, um, and there are a number of avenues. Uh, the Attorney General's Office, for example, um, has something called an elder hotline that somebody could call if they think that there's been elder abuse or somebody has been taken advantage of, and that number is one eight 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 two four three five three three seven. So there's a consumer hotline, there's an elderly hotline. There's also other agencies that uh, one could contact. Uh, you could contact the local district attorney's office. Uh, Council on Aging has been mentioned as a possible source for being in touch. And uh, there are a number of ways you could do that. And I guess, Tenny and Mike, if somebody was concerned about a situation, they could even start by calling your office, right? Well, we'd be happy to talk with them and point them in the right direction if we could. Okay. Sure. So uh, what's your telephone number for doing that if somebody has a concern or a question about it? Our number locally is 508-998-8800. And the toll-free number is 800-406-0100. Well, you know... Um, Crimes against seniors or fraud against seniors are probably one of the worst things we have in this country, um, you know, right up in there with fraud against veterans. Uh, we just don't like to ever see that happen. We don't like to see people in any walk in life, any stage in life being taken advantage of. And uh, throughout this, you know, we, we all want the same thing. We want to live with dignity. We want to die with dignity. And... Uh, the most important thing to tell folks today is that you just have to be vigilant. If something looks wrong, there's probably something wrong. Use your instincts, use your, use your judgment, and stay in touch with your senior parents. Make sure something like that's not happening in your house. Um, I want to give you an interesting little quotation on attitude because I've always been a big believer in having positive attitudes. Uh, this is by a guy named John Miller. Your living is determined not so much by what life brings to you as by the attitude you bring to life. Not so much by what happens to you as by the way your mind looks at what has happened. Circumstances and situations do color your life, but you have been given the mind to choose what the color shall be. And the other one I like a lot because I, I tend to maintain a very positive outlook on life no yes. matter what happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is by a guy named, I think it's a guy, maybe not, W.W. W. Ziggy. Nothing can stop the man with the right mental attitude from achieving his goal. Nothing on earth can help the man with the wrong mental attitude. Mm -hmm. So just a few little profound thoughts to throw in here today. Mm -hmm. uh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to remind you that we've been uh, privileged this morning to have attorney Michael Coleman and attorney Tenny Lance with us. Tenny, could you one last time tell people about the seminars that you're doing, please? Sure, and the seminars are coming up soon, so if you would be interested in attending, please call as quickly as you can, or as Mike had said at one point, to register online. So we'll give you all of that information now. On Monday the 3rd of November, we will be at Lindsay's Restaurant in East Wareham at 6.30 in the evening. On Thursday, November 6th, we'll be at the Century House for two seminars, one at 2 o'clock, one at 6.30. And then on Saturday, November 8th, we will be at our own law office on Fonts Corner Road, and that's at 10 a.m. in the morning. You may notice that uh, we have avoided Tuesday, November 4th, 
election day, please remember to vote. Right. Absolutely remember to vote. Hey, that's a good recommendation. Um, <laughs> of course, today, sometimes it doesn't matter who you vote for, does it? Well, I think it always oh, matters. Oh, I think it oh, always I think it does. matters. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, vote early and vote often, as they say in Chicago. <laughs> Well, thank you again, uh, Attorney Michael Coleman and Attorney Tenny Lance for being with us. And the message that I would like to leave with you you today is uh, really very simple. Do something to protect your family. Do something to protect your money. Do something to protect your seniors and your senior parents. And if you want to make a reservation for Tenny's and Mike's seminars, you can call toll-free 1-800-406-0100. And my final thought for today is from that great American Herbert Hoover, who said, Blessed are the young, for they shall inherit the national debt. <laughs> thank you for listening. We like to thank you, Herbert Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, join us next week at the same time for USA Wealth Group's Money Wise Radio Show. Ray Lance and uh, all at USA uh, Wealth Group, thank you so very, very much for providing this public service. And until next Sunday at 8 o'clock, so long, everybody. Ask yourself these simple questions. Are you paying too much for your homeowners or auto insurance? And when was the last time you had your homeowners or auto insurance policy reviewed by a local professional you can trust? Hi, this is Pete Lance, owner of the Lance Family Agency on Fonts Corner Road in North Dartmouth. Don't wait for the next accident to discover gaps or surprises in your auto or homeowner's policy. Call me or Trina Kaliri at the Lance Family Agency for a speedy five-minute quote. There is absolutely no obligation. We have saved money for most of our customers. Let us save you money, too. Here's what one of our customers had to say about us. Hi, my name is Paula. I had Trina review my auto insurance, and it turned out that I wasn't getting enough coverage from my insurance company. By switching to the Lance Family Agency, I've added rental insurance, and I'm still saving $480 per year. I should have done this a long time ago. Call the Lance Family Agency today for a speedy, no-obligation five-minute quote. Call 508-858-0555 and like the Lance Family Agency on Facebook.